2: Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. Now cue that music. And we're back. And we're back. I actually don't even know if we caught that last part on video because the camera was acting crazy. So what we're going to do is this. Uh, there might be a part two. This might be a continuation. Who, who knows? Who knows? You might be on part two. You might still be on part one. But uh, we're just... Give us... We're figuring this yeah, out. This, this
3: is episode one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Grace. This is a pilot. <laughs> this is the pilot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so we were talking about your... Uh, School experience, how you were not the greatest of students, how you... Awful student. You took a bunch of classes that you weren't talking to a counselor. You weren't even sure like what courses you needed to actually pursue the degree that you were going for. Yeah. Well, I wasn't
4: going. I wasn't even or you? So
2: you just, you just wanted to take classes. Yeah. Like, you were just... Okay, so I guess let's dive into this. Why, why did you choose to go into the field that you did? And what was the reasoning behind becoming a social like in the end becoming a social worker because in the beginning you, like you just said, it was, I'm just going to take some classes. I just want to learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that became you, 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 are graduate. You're the one with a degree at this table. None of mm-hmm. us have a degree except you. All
4: right. Well, you're okay. an
2: educated man.
4: <laughs> but am I though? Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so, so going, so going back to it, this whole, whole reason this even started was, uh, as we were releasing our album Cycles, we would had a good friend of ours uh, take his own life. And that, like, was the snowball effect for me for our band. And so, um, it was my buddy Will. Uh, it hit me hard because he was, like, the first person that used the words, like, calling me a mentor. Which is kind of, you know, it's funny to think that, like, for how long ago that was. Because I wasn't... <laughs> I was figuring everything out, you know, as I was going, I yeah. still am still figuring stuff out. But, um, he was, a, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I almost like took it personally when he had passed away. So it felt like it was right under my nose. Um, uh, I didn't know how to feel it and how to act. So, um, I wanted to learn as much as I could about just mental health. I wanted to understand like, you know, why people take their lives. What's, you know, what is depression? What, you know, cause I thought like, I thought also I felt like you know oh I know what somebody who's depressed I know what it looks like and if I see them um, I'm gonna go either I'm gonna go say something if I see it or if they're feeling that way then they'll come and find me and then I realized that's not how it works and so I became kind of just obsessed with like mental health and so like I would watch videos on tour I would uh, read up anything I could about it Uh, and then I started to talk to people. And so I would um, – they, like, started out as, like, rants. Like, the first couple of times I would say anything about it, they were, like, basically rants. Because I, would one night I'd be more, like, upset about it. The other night I'd be more, like, sad about it. But I would just kind of talk about losing Will. And eventually it started to spark up conversations. So people would find me after the shows. And at first it was a lot of, like, hey, sorry for your loss. Just stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sorry this
2: happened. Yeah.
4: And then it became uh, – you know, then somebody would say, hey, I – um I'm going through that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I, what you said hit me and I'm going through that. And so I wanted to help and I didn't know how, and I was kind of terrified. And so my brother, uh, I go to him for like everything. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, these people are like, people are like starting to share stuff with me and I don't feel qualified to, to say anything like, or like they should like, you know, maybe I should tell them not to come up to me cause I'm not a professional or whatever it is. And he was like, dude, you can listen, like just listen to them. If they're gonna come talk to you, like just listen to them. And so I did that. And that's what I did for like the next, you know, uh, two and a half years or whatever with MBR.
2: I guess we should put into perspective why, why those words are so impactful or meaningful from your brother, because for people who don't know your brother, and I think I can say this, I mean, or if not, I'll to cut it out, but your brother is a pastor, <laughs> yeah, right? So. so your brother is a pastor and he deals w- essentially with what you're dealing with as well. Like he does have people coming up to him. He does have people coming to talk to oh, him yeah. and he does have people that, you know, seek guidance, whether it's, you know, it's, it's obviously it's in a different way, but it's still the same general idea that you're mm-hmm. going through. Um, So that's why getting advice, not just from your big brother, but also from him and his profession and what he chose to do is so impactful to, you know, it making sense to you because I could tell you that all day long and it wouldn't hit as hard as somebody who de- deals with this all day long. And you
4: know, it, yeah. would, it, it means more. Yeah. And and I, and I remember asking him like, dude, what do you do when like, like someone passes or like, like what do you say and stuff? And he's like, dude, he's like, you know, a lot of times nothing you can say. He's like, just be there with them. And so I just, I try to make it as easy as I could for myself. And I was just like, I can listen. So I'll listen. And then, you know, if I have any kind of encouragement, I'll give encouragement. Um, and then if nothing else, I'll just be with them and I'll just, you know, if the situation sucks and I have nothing to say, then I'll just, I would just be like, that sucks. To be a like, shoulders to lean. Yeah. I don't even know what to tell you, but like, I'm, I'm bummed out with you. Like, do you have, and then, you know, from there I can ask about, they have like support and stuff in their life or what. Not. But, um, so, so, okay. So, uh, so that became... That became like the big, the big uh, driving force for me in no bragging rights and doing music was I wanted to, I wanted to, um, you know, just spread awareness for mental health, uh, suicide prevention, things like that, and so it became part of like, you know, our lyric content and our, then our album that was coming out. I was talking every night. Uh, I would talk about it on stage, and so I was talking to people after the show. Like that just became our thing. We would talk talk uh, after shows, and then people would reach out to me on social media, um, and so it just it was it was um, it was hard, but I I liked being able to at least help or at least let people know that like they at least had someone who would be willing to listen, you know, and um and so that was my driving force to go back to school was I wanted to learn about mental health and I wanted to learn about the brain and you know what you know what what causes it, you know, how how does this, is there a way to prevent this? You know, I want, I didn't know I was still learning. And so that's why I went back to school. And so my thought was like, Oh, I'll take psychology classes. And then once I did took enough of those classes and I did pretty well in them, I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I want to be like, um, like a, a psychology major, you know, and do and go on that route. And so that kind of is what kind of motivated me to kind of want to go back to school and uh, and and you know, fix <laughs> fix my grades. It was really humbling having to talk to like an advisor when I actually cared. Now,
2: yeah. Now that you actually now, yeah wanted to do this, it's a different thing. Yeah,
4: and I was just like, I'm like when I look at my transcript, i will be like, Hey, I was very different. <laughs> 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 I was like, I was 19 years old. Listen, that guy, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't that I, guy wasn't me. He was on some stuff. He was not. Yeah. But I think there's,
2: there, I think he wasn't on anything. I was not, he wasn't on anything. He wasn't on anything. Yeah. I was just, I think there's, there's some validity to that though, because there's, like, I know the way my brain works is I, I hated school. I hated going to school. I hated the curriculum. But I was, it was more of the fact that I just wasn't interested in learning what they were teaching me. Like, now I'm try I try to learn everything I possibly can under the sun. Like, If, if there's something that I can try and figure out and do myself, I will, even if I'm like really, really bad at it or if it's like a disaster, I'll try it. But when you're a kid and they're giving you this curriculum essentially that like you don't care about, then you can't expect, I I fully believe you can't expect people to learn that way and you can't, uh, sorry, this is going to go down like a, a rabbit hole, but you also can't expect like a 18, 19 year old kid to choose their life. Right. Like you know that that just it's so wild to me to think that. But the,
4: the ones that know, I'm always like, dude, yeah, you're good. Whoa. Do it. You're, head, you're so ahead of <laughs> yeah. the game. Do it. Yeah. If you
2: know what you want to do, then all power to you. Yeah. Like I, I I still don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's still times where I'm like, what am I doing? Dude, you did the right yeah. thing. You know, you could
4: have told me at like when I was 18 years old, been like, hey, you, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be a social worker. Yeah. What? No, my mom's a social worker. I'm yeah. not gonna be a social worker. You be know what like like, yeah, I mean? Yeah. That sounds depressing. You know, like that would have been my attitude. <laughs> but you know things change and you learn and so uh so yeah so it was just it was very humbling going back to school when i cared and uh and wanting to learn how to do school cuz i'd never studied dude, i was awful i don't even know how i got i really don't know how i graduated high school like i literally literally just like turned in things <laughs> never studied i always was like the kid who was like you know <laughs> I'll learn at school and when I'm home, that's my, time. <laughs> that's my,
2: my I, time. D- I did the math to figure out exactly how much I needed to turn in in order to just pass the class. And then I would just call it at that.
4: Oh dude, I didn't even, I mean, <laughs> they'd give you those syllabus and then i yeah. be like, I
2: can skip out like six assignments and then just not have to do them at all.
4: You know, it didn't help. And not that I'm putting any blame on my buddy, Ryan, but my buddy Ryan Severs, like he was my best friend. And so this dude is like, he literally has photographic memory, which I just found out He's- like recently. He's smart. And I've been friends with him since we were like 13 years old. And so he like barely studied because he didn't have to. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, would, he would see something and he'd have it. So you were just like, I want to live that life. Yeah. I'm like, Ryan barely did anything. Or like I've been there when he's read, you know, I read the same thing. You know, we yeah. read the same thing in class. Like whatever. Like I'm good. He's good. And yeah, he, he had like, you know, straight A's and stuff. So that was kind of dumb on my part. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we went back to school. Um, and then, uh, once I raised my grades, it became a thing where it was kind of like, um, like, okay, so if I get my, if I get my grades like good enough, can I transfer out kind of thing? And then they, again, put me on a path and I wanted to do psychology. And so that was like my, so then I had like a, a direction that I wanted to go. And, um, you know, I thought maybe I could be like a, like a, uh, like a therapist of some, some kind or, um, or a psychiatrist, you know, something like, I don't know, that's kind of what my thinking was. And then um, at my coffee shop, uh, one of my, so one of the, so I was working at the coffee shop, going to school, and I was coaching still, coaching baseball. One of the, one of, the, um, one of my players, uh, his mom would come in with this lady, and they'd come in all the time. And one of the times they came in, she asked me, how's school going? Because she, you know, coached she knew, everyone knew who was in school and stuff. And she asked me how school was going. And I said, oh, it's going well. And her friend, uh, I didn't know this at the time, but she is a social worker. She's also one of the top professors at Lausanne University, which where I ended up going. But she was the one who, uh, when I she asked, oh, what class are you taking? I think I said like abnormal psych or something like that. And she's like, oh, why are you taking that? And she completely, like, <laughs> she just, like, assessed me. Like, she completely broke me down. And in a sense of, like, she's like, oh, like, you know, why why are you taking that class? And I was like, oh, you know, I like, um, I just, I'm curious how the mind works. She's like, oh, like, what? but why, like, what for, you know? And yeah, so, why do you want to know that? And so I basically gave I was able, I gave her, like, my life story. I was like, oh, I used to do music. And, you know, I gave her the whole rundown. And then, uh, and so she, like, I, I, she asked me about... You know, what about psychology? Do I like, and why would I want to? Why would I want to get a degree in that? Like, what's what's my long term goal? And so, um, she's like, do you? Like, I think she, I think she might even said, like, are you wanting to diagnose people, or are you wanting to, um, like, are you more like, uh, like, what's she say?
2: Is it more clinical for you? Like, yeah, you or to... like, or
4: the people? She said when when she when she said it, you know, do you want to be more like working with the person, like the complete person, or do you want to just do like clinical the mind whatever like diagnose
2: what the issue is and then give a
4: solution yeah and I remember thinking like oh well actually I kind of like the idea of like helping the complete like the person ever and so then she told me she's like that's social work that's like a you can have like in the social work field there are so many directions you can go different types of social work you know mental health social work which, which is what I'm doing and so um and so just in that She told me, hey, last year, university has a program and, uh, you know, you could take night classes, which Mm. sounded perfect because I was like, oh, like, because up until that point, (laughs) yeah, up until that point, I was taking, you know, morning classes at uh, RCC. And so she told me that there was a program I could do to get my degree in social work. And so um, it took me... It took me quite a bit to actually, like, make that happen, like, as far as, like... Because she gave me, like, the number, who to call and all that stuff. And, like, I waited. I just sat on it. Yeah. And then I saw her again. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't... Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, but, um, and so... uh, And so I ended up... That's how I got into the school that I ended up graduating from. Um, But I got... Uh, I applied. I got accepted. And I was in the social work program. And she ended up being one of my teachers... And she was my teacher that uh, um, really, like, worked with us on our um, internships and stuff. So we had a really, really cool relationship. And um, I still see, like, well, I still see her when I was working at the coffee shop. And um, I loved that. I loved going to school. Like, once once I was in the social work program, it was all social work-related classes. Right. Like, everything. Like But it was all, like, policy, having to do social work or whatever it was. And so I loved... Like I loved school, but I still didn't really know how to study. Like I thought, cause when I was at RCC, I was only, I was like handpicking my classes for the most part. And then I would do enough just to get to pass tests right. and then to, and then hold whatever knowledge I thought was useful to me. Yeah. Like, this is the only
2: thing that I think is going to apply to me later.
4: Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and so when I, so when I, when I transferred over, like that was my first time having to like really like know how to write, like learn how to write a paper a research paper I had to like learn how to, you know, use like professional, lang- professional language for things and then just learn how to study. And I yeah. never, I didn't know how to do that. So I had to like learn when I was there.
2: You, you told me something and I don't, this kind of relates to you studying. and It also kind of relates to, to like the way you learn. You told me that when you listen to things, you listen to it at double speed or sometimes faster, yeah. right? So, like, essentially, you're listening to this podcast, and you're listening to it at, like, 2x. Yeah. Is that, like, do you just absorb the knowledge better that way? Or is it, like, are you just a visual or an audio learner? Or is it, like, what what is it about that? that like, do you need your
4: mind going that fast all the time when you're studying? Or, like, what? I think, so I think, I've, okay, so for myself, so I, I learn better by listening. Like, I am I like listening right. and stuff. And so... I kind of learned that like, it started. It started out this. It started out. Um. So my thing, like, it takes me forever to learn something. So it's like mm-hmm. it's repetition for me. I have to keep keep doing it. Just do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so at first, I thought I used the uh, once I figured I could like speed things up. I would listen to stuff and get like the general. And so I understood like I could hear it, and it was more passively just being like, okay, this is about anything, conspiracy, <laughs> um, a lecture, anything, you know. Document like, and so I get I get the gist of it, and then I can go through and I can either listen to it again. If I listen to it again at that at that that top speed, I'll take everything. The second time around, especially, I'll take it. I'll take it all in, or I can listen to it like leisurely, but I have an idea of what's coming, and then I know. Like it makes my I don't know. I I listen better. Like I know more or less. Like okay, this is this area was this, and so that's how I like I learned, and then eventually I did that so much that like now. I can take in things like the same as if I was reading it just myself or if I had a plan at normal speed, like hearing it, uh, double the speed. It, I, I, I feel like I'm absorbing, absorbing it the same. And then it just allows me to like get through material faster or review it more. And it literally changed my grades. Like once I learned, once I figured out like, Oh, I can apply this to school. That's the other thing too. I I got all my textbooks as eBooks so that I could have that feature. Oh, so
2: they would dictate <clears throat>
4: dictation or whatever or whatever, or when it would read it back to you. Yeah. And so so then um that like that was like overnight. That like changed my grades overnight. So I was just like, "Oh, I can actually I can review this more cuz we had so much reading." And so I was able to like get through it a couple times, you know. And uh, and I could listen to it in my car, you know. I could listen to it like when I would uh when I was coaching, you know, on my you know, there's, I'd go and like set up stuff or I'd get prepared and I'd have, I could be listening to my, you know, I could have a textbook on while I'm getting stuff ready before the kids got there. So it was, that was like super helpful for me. And then now I just do it in general just cause like now I just, cause I, I really do feel like I can absorb it when it's that fast
2: and it goes by faster. Right?
4: And it goes by faster. So I get, I get more done. I feel like
2: um, for you, Martin, was there ever any consideration of like I want to go back to school. I want to do something else. I want to learn something new. Or was it just being hands-on screen printing? That was just, because um, I mean, that was essentially something <clears throat> that you had to learn too when you came back.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I learned that like from the ground up, you know, and I genuinely enjoy it. And I'm the type of person that just like, I, I do what I like. And if yeah. I don't like it, I'm, I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if I don't like school, even yeah. you know, Oh, no, it's just not for me, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm really good at this, and I enjoy doing it, like, yeah. so this is what I'm going to do, you know? It's, it's been...
2: So, so in that period of time, so not only are you guys, you have, you both have jobs, you're in school, you essentially, you know, like, have created this, this new life, essentially, when you guys have come home. What, what were the other major changes that you guys went through, being home? Like, did did your mentalities change about things? Did your like the way you lived your life change? Was there like, I mean, I know that there were relationships, there were girlfriends, there was you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But what what was like the the biggest factor that changed other than essentially a career path for you guys?
4: I got soft. I say that when like, like you know, if I go to see a band and I'm like. I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> my back hurts. Or like, or like, oh, that's late. I don't know if I can, I don't know. I, I feel like I got soft in a lot of things. But, I will say, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Martin, uh, at my, especially like when I worked at the coffee shop, like, there's something about doing warp Tour, not on a bus, doing it, warped, doing it like the really shitty way we did. In a van. Like show up early in a van. We all drive. Selling it's water bottles. hot. Balls. Selling water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, something about showing up and doing that, like, like the fact that nobody, well, I guess Jason, but the fact that nobody quit, I think that, that like set us up for life.
2: It's also really impressive that nobody, nobody was like, man, fuck this. I'm I know. out, Dude, <laughs> I, yeah.
4: I mean, there's so many times I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't go. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to do this today. And then you just, and then when it comes, when that, you know, whatever the alarm goes and you just do it. And then. I, I was able to, I don't, I don't think like, obviously I had a couple, like very few times within my eight years of working at the coffee shop that I had to call in cause I was sick, but definitely learned to like just show up even when I felt like shit. Cause cause yeah. I always, I don't know. Do, do you ever feel like this will never be as bad as like Florida in August?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So,
4: yeah, I think, um, I don't know. A lot, I mean, yeah, things changed, you know, I got to got to date and then I got a dog. I have a shih tzu, his name's Coda. It's like my kid, basically. <laughs> um and um
2: Which reminds me, excuse the dogs barking in the background. Yeah. We 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 can't afford a studio <laughs> <laughs> They're really cute dogs.
4: Um but uh just in my time off, let's see what what was the question? What have I
2: like? What What do you think? Like, was the biggest change other than just being home and, and starting a career path? Was, what was the like mentality like or the life change like? Like, how long? I guess another question would be, how long did it take to really adjust to that the new lifestyle?
4: I think I adjusted kind of quickly, even though I had a lot of like stum- like a lot of learning as I went, but I was just excited to think to be doing something else, like. Yeah.
2: Including school and including all. Including
4: that, school, man. like even, you know. Now looking back on it, it it it, it it's like I'm kind of like, dude, how did I do that? But like, when my schedule was waking up at like four in the morning to clock in at five a.m. to work at the coffee shop from five to eleven, whatever it was, and then I'd have baseball from two o'clock. I had to get there from two till five, and then I have class at five thirty to nine thirty, like. That was like a crazy schedule, but I liked that. I liked yeah,
3: it was nice having like a set schedule yeah. every day, which is kind
4: of what I liked about touring too. Even though it wasn't like set in the normal way, and like you're in different places, but at least this is the are gonna uh, be. Yeah, same way. You're, you know where you'll be. You know what time loading is. Okay, cool. So then you have that schedule. Then so then I know for loading at this time. Then if I'm going to eat, I need to it this time. And then uh, you know, and then yeah. when this band starts playing, I know I have this much time to warm up. Like you have that whole. I liked that structure. I had, like, structure on tour, which I liked. And then, you know, and then when that stopped, then I I kind of made my life uh, structure around school. That was the other thing, too. I made, you know, with music, it was, the priority was, you know, obviously, like, doing, like, making sure we're, we're able to, you know, perform every night. And then for my thing was, you know, I, was, I looked forward to the fact that, like, you know, if there's someone we can help tonight, like that, that makes it worth it. That makes me right. tired and, uh, you know, eating gas station food every night. And so <laughs> I love gas station food. Yeah. There's some place. Yeah. There's, there's
2: awesome. a weird love for gas station food that never goes away. Yeah.
4: Um, and so, uh, but I kind of like made my life very simple in the sense that like I had school as my priority just cause I saw that as like, this is going to help me help people. Like, this is going to some way, whether it was, like got, whether I got my degree or I didn't, whether I got a job in it, I was like, well, the longer I can do this and learn in this, like, I'll be able to be, I'll have more tools when I want to help people. Right. You know, like I, obviously the whole, like, oh, I wish would have, would I known, I wish would have known now, would I known then? Mm-hmm. What is it, that phrase?
2: And so. Wish I'd have known then what I know now. Yes. That.
4: <laughs> and so, like, uh. So I had school... So school was, like, my priority. So that kind of made all my other decisions a lot easier. And then, um, like, becoming an uncle changed my life. That happened pretty early uh, into this whole time off, too, which was kind of crazy. Um, And and that's another thing, too, that's kind of gnarly. Like, I think it would have been very hard to tour when my niece was, like, just being born or, like, that first year of her life. Just because, like, I feel like we were we were there like i was i was there almost every weekend like yeah. every weekend i've been there you know and uh and so that like just having having uh having a niece and the nieces has been has been uh has been nice like that's been <laughs> that's been like life changing for me it's like changed like love in, in a weird way for me um and then, yeah, just having school being that focus, which was crazy when I finally got to graduate, got to graduate, when I finally graduated, um, it was, it was literally my mom's like only wish for me <laughs> and it sucked because she told me this when I was like in the, like, in like my, in like the heart of like touring, like yeah. 2012 or whatever. She's like, you know, my only wish, my dad, she's like, my dying wish is that you graduate from college. You finish your degree. Yeah. And I was like, pick something else. Yeah. Like, I will never go back to school. You want me to, you want me to have a kid? I'll yeah. have a kid. <laughs> I'll like anything else. Mom, please, anything else. Like yeah. You know. And so she's like, "No, it's my only wish for you." And so, um, and it's crazy. Like, yeah. So I, I, uh, I finished, got my degree in social work, um, in June of this year, twenty twenty one, and um, and then started looking for work. But um yeah, I mean that's that's kind of just I guess where where we've been at cuz it that hasn't been too long that I've not been in school.
2: So you guys have been on this break for so long and you guys had been essentially gone for so long. Um uh, what was what was the lead up and reasoning to um this new record. Now I know that like and we won't talk too in depth about it, but I know that at the time Christian had already left and then the talks of the new record came in to play. So what was it that really sparked or like, what was, I guess, the catalyst that, that sparked a year ago, you guys deciding like, okay, we're going to put out a new record. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're, we're, we're going to oh, come back.
4: I'll, I'll let more answer this one like more in full, but even before that, like we'd always had talks about like, or about writing and writing stuff, yeah. and that we'll come back, you know, Hey, like we should, like, I think we've all, we've all known that we had music like that. We still want to write We things we wanted to say. And we talked about it. We even had a demo, but, uh, it, we, it just never really got off the ground until Martin made the phone call. Um,
3: yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like once, uh, uh, um, you know, we, if we were going to do stuff again, it had to be on our terms and we couldn't do anything full time anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we just couldn't. And unfortunately that wasn't good enough for some people. And so, uh, we had some, uh, internal affairs for a while <laughs> and then, um, eventually led to, uh, me giving Tron a call. To be in the band and help us write this record, and uh that was like october't know twelve or something last year i don't know what what made you hit up Tron? well, he had been posting just like a shit ton of like videos of him just like playing and jamming and stuff, and I'm like, man like he's like really good, you know, and like i mean Look, I, I've always known he was like really good <laughs> so but yeah
2: for and to to clarify Tron is
3: anthony. He used to be in a band called To The Wind, mm-hmm. um, who we are really good friends with and tour- with, we've toured with many times. Um who also
2: was a Pure Noise Records band.
3: Mm-hmm. They were also a Pure Noise band. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we've known him for a while and he's a very talented dude and it got into my head. I was like, damn, like he'd be perfect to to be in this band. And uh, so I gave him a call and... He was down and super honored and i was like bro like it's fine <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> and and it also it also helped that you know so so also to put in perspective you guys as a band are kind of in different places and especially at this time like you, martin had just gone to arizona you're here right. in riverside daniel in portland is in portland and then and Tron happened to be in Tacoma in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So there was like, you know, this, like the internet saves lives in this scenario because the internet, <laughs> the internet kind of made it possible to really, you know, everybody get on the same page. I, I mean, I remember you guys sending demos and stuff back and forth and mm-hmm. kind of recording things back and forth. But so, but, but I guess after, after talking to Tron, what was like the what was the difference between like, hey, let's just talk to Tron and, and write some jams versus like Alright, there's gonna be a new NBR EP coming out. We're gonna do this for real. Well,
4: I think I think it was more of like um like we had we had zero plans as far like the only plans we had were that we didn't wanna have plans. we couldn't <laughs> have like big set plans. <laughs> like we couldn't yeah. we're like, we're not gonna tour, we're not gonna do all this stuff, like I think it was more of like we want to write, and that you know I didn't. Did you did you know that Tron was like doing like into producing the way he was? Um, it? I, it took me. It took me after like the second demo where I was just like, "Hey, this wait, sounds Tron's good." Doing
3: all this stuff? No, I, I I I I I knew. You did
4: okay. Yeah. I didn't know, so I just thought like you know Daniel and because uh, do Dan, Daniel <laughs> Daniel. uh would make demos like he's been making demos for the band when we'd write like on his phone like he has a way of how he does it and they sound like decent like mm-hmm. and so uh when Daniel and Tron were getting together I remember thinking like oh it's cool like I know I know Tron's written some some cool riffs like I remember like seeing like stuff that he'd post on Instagram too I'm thinking like oh I think that could be that could work out well and I didn't realize that so Daniel would come up for the weekend and then they would just they would just jam and, and Tron being you know, like wanting to be a, a producer and stuff. Like he produced the album. So he would work with Daniel and got Daniel to try different ideas. And, and then they were demoing like these, like great, like great sounding demos. Like I thought they were great. And then like, I want to say they sent us like in their first weekend, they sent like the first song basically. Right. Like the-
3: Yeah. So basically every single time they met up, they would complete a
4: song. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They would complete a song and they'd like start sometimes the, whatever the next song would be. Yeah. And then with, but the thing about it is like, you know, Daniel, Daniel works a lot. So I don't know. Sean works a lot too, but, uh, and so it, they weren't meeting up every weekend. It was like every other right. weekend. And so, you know, we got one song and I remember thinking like, dang, like this is like, that's awesome. Like this is cool. Like I didn't, I didn't know what kind of stuff Daniel was going to be writing, you know, after such a long break. Mm-hmm. I remember being stoked and hearing, like, some of the stuff they had sent. And then, um, and then when, by the time we had, like, three demos or three songs, um, I also this, is, this was my senior year. This is my yeah. last year of undergrad. So I was, like, super busy. Yeah. And I remember telling the guys, like, hey, um, keep writing. Like, do, do, you guys do what you're doing. But, like, my next break is Thanksgiving. And so I can write during that week, you know, or I'll even try to demo or whatever. But that's when I'll write. But please keep, please keep writing. And so we had, um, so by Thanksgiving break, we had, it was like kind of clear that we had at least four songs or three songs?
3: Maybe like three.
4: Three. Three that were like done. And so, um, that's when we kind of decided like, Hey, we should let Jake know that we're going to, Jake from Pernas, we should let Jake know that we're, uh, writing, But that we're gonna probably just release this ourselves because, like, again, we don't have a, we can't commit to touring. Right. We just want to have music out, do it ourselves, you know. And so, but we thought, like, like out of like respect, like we should let at least we should tell him, tell him, let him know. And so, um, so we did. And uh, and Jake, you know, he's kind of like, you know, he's like, that's cool. He's like, you guys have earned that to do it on your own if you guys want to. Um, He's like. He's like, when you guys, when you guys have demos with vocals and stuff on them, he's like, he's like, send them over just so we can hear it, you yeah. know. And if there's, if we can help you in any way, we, I still want to help you guys, even if you know, even if you're not on Pure Noise and stuff. We thought that was awesome. For and for the record,
2: not to cut you off, you, you guys were like the first band on mm-hmm. on Pure Noise Records. Like, you guys were the the first yeah band that ever released a mm-hmm. record what? with now the fucking like biggest <laughs> biggest. Yeah. Uh, alternative rock i don't even know how to how to label it but yeah. the biggest label in the world essentially right now
3: yeah jake started the label to put out uh the consequence of dreams record. yeah yeah <laughs> so
4: <laughs> so okay. so and and i think honestly too like it, it could have co- it could have totally gone like jake could have just been like oh like this is like nah <laughs> yeah. and i and i think i don't think any of us would have been like upset at all We'd like, hey, yeah that's fair yeah. <laughs> yeah but i
2: I think that like there's something to say about like hey let's reach out to jake let's let's say hey just a heads up like mm-hmm. you, you like he's done so much you don't want to blindside him with just like hey by the way that record just came out and, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah yeah and so we can't actually can't i came to my came here to mike's house and during my thanksgiving break i did uh and Martin, too, there's a video. That's that's when they did the... Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: we'll we'll repost that at some point yeah. in time when that song comes out.
4: <laughs> we did... Uh, I, we came and demoed uh, vocals for those three songs, and then we sent them off to, to Jake just to kind of like let him know, like, hey, here's kind of what we've been up to, and this is kind of what we sound like now after, you know, six years or whatever. And to... I don't know. I think... To, I don't know. At least to my surprise, I was genuinely surprised when he was just like... He's like, dude, he's like... How about let me let me tell you what we can do on our end, and if that's something you guys want to do, then like let's then let's do it. If it's if you guys aren't feeling it, then like do do your thing. You have my you have my support kind of thing. So we're like oh, okay cool, and so like we got you know it it worked out. We got a, a pretty cool deal. He helped us out a lot on this. Um, it's weird. Actually, I don't think we've talked about this. Has it been weird to have like in the process of this whole thing coming out? how we have like a team and how like we don't really even talk to Jake <laughs> in the process of yeah, this Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like
3: he, he, he chimes in every now and then. Yeah, he's
4: he's he's involved, yeah. but like he's running for, a massive plan, you know.
3: We, we've been speaking to other people and it's been great, yeah. you know, and we don't even have a manager right now. It's just been us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm talking to them straight up and
4: Amanda, uh, Amanda, Jen, Ian. Mhm. Like that it,
2: whole the whole team at pure noise and and what they've built really is it's impressive it's so impressive it's, it's awesome, really and we don't say that because we love you Jake we say that because it really is impressive yeah well it's <laughs> like it's, it's just, yeah, really good but,
4: like we had like a like a a layout or not a layout what's it a rollout mm-hmm. you know, like the, for the for the EP and you know it's been it's like like thankfully martin's been on top top of a lot of the uh Promoting stuff on the band's pages and stuff, but it's like we've never had. We're like, hey, this is you know promote. This is for this social media and for this. And yeah. Make sure you this do this because this, this is formatted this for this.
2: This is yeah. formatted for this screen. Make sure you post this here and this here.
4: Yeah, it's like oh shit. Like okay, well, we should so.
2: probably learn that for this podcast.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it it was it uh it was cool. It was awesome to have just that that backing. You know, um and because and like still it's still it's still it's like less nerve-wracking now because we've released three songs but up until this point like other than like showing you and like you know just yeah. a couple close friends you know you we know we like we like the songs but like you know what if we just like them because you know it, this is the first thing we've written in six years yeah, We're just excited new for us yeah And so um, I don't know if
3: it's actually good.
2: (laughs) I think that coming from somebody, I mean, obviously I'm biased because we've all been friends for so long, but I I honestly think that this is like a different, it's not a different, no bragging rights, but it's a different level. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is another, like I even remember Martin showing me like demo riffs. He was like, Hey, check out what Tron and Daniel wrote, you know? Um, so I remember hearing that stuff. And then I remember sitting in a car with you and you're like, yeah, we do this in my bathroom. I was like, Hey, just to my house, man. <laughs> let's, let's just record it at my house. But the, the, I think that there's like, there's, there's something, it's still no bragging rights, but there's something different about it. Like there's something that's definitely like, it seems like a level up and it, maybe it's just, you know, maybe it is just because you guys have been gone for so long that, that people are going to be excited just in general to hear from you guys. But I think, I truly think that like musically, I think it's a different, it, it's a step up. Thank you. And I think Martin's doing crazier shit on drums on this record too. Like, yeah. I'm like, what what is, is, that a, is that a salsa beat? Like, you know, stuff like well, that.
4: And what's crazy is, uh, like if you hear the demos, the demos are written kind of wild too. And, like, not like, not, I didn't for a second think, like, oh, Martin can't believe that. But it was more of being like, when we were in the studio and then to hear the songs now with like real drums and hearing what Martin was going to do, just how he changed some of these parts and stuff. I was like, oh shit. I was like, yeah. I think this is going to be good, man. Like, I'm, I don't know. I got, re- like, for me, I started to get really excited and started to get more into the mode of like, dude, if nobody likes this, like, <laughs> It's fine. I like oh, it. <laughs> I think this. Yeah. Is, I think it's.
2: We're all we're all biased here, but I think uh, I think you guys will get a. Uh, I think you guys will get a welcoming reception. And I mean, the first three songs. Dude, it's been are,
4: it's been nice. You know, I'm just ha- happy we're fast still. <laughs> I was kind of worried because you know, like, dude, Daniel, Daniel can literally write like anything. Like, he has a his uh, his fireside band, like mm. freaking rad indie rock stuff. He could have been like, hey, let's be yeah. <laughs> let's do this.
2: it's funny because I really enjoy like YouTube culture and I like looking at all the comments on everything. And to see you guys' comment threads on the new songs and on the music videos and everything, it's it's wildly entertaining. Because there's the people that are so excited that you're back that are pumped, and then other people that are like, Holy shit! I've never heard of this yeah. band before. It was this band. <laughs> and then there's just like w- there'll be like one random hater in there that's like this is like dad bod as a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that's that. a good I one. one. I lo- that comment was probably was one of the one. funniest ones I saw. I there, never like.
3: responded to that one. <laughs> so, but, but but like the dude that left that comment was like, but but I, I like it. I, I like it. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> so I mean I think it's yeah. I mean, we have reaction videos. Sorry. Yeah, you guys oh, have yeah, reaction yeah. videos, which is huge, and it's I hope there's more reaction videos. But you know, I think I think it's just definitely um, it's definitely uh, something that's going to be w- more well received than I think either of you guys probably think. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I mean,
4: it's way it's already way more than I thought.
2: Yeah, me yeah. too. People still care, guys. People still care. It's nice, it's nice dude. <laughs> you guys are
3: fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, well, I mean, I guess that being said, we, I know that we've been rambling for a long time. I know that we've been talking for a while, so we'll stop here. And then I don't know if this is going to be one part or two parts, but the next episode following this, we're going to talk to you about the whole writing process yeah. for the whole record. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the three singles that you guys have heard. And then we're also going to talk about the rest that you have not heard, but we'll be hearing in a few weeks. And depending on when this drops, Maybe it's all going to drop like right around the time that the record yeah. drops as well. Um, but I think we'll be able to talk about some cool shit because there's, there's cool stuff in these songs. And then uh, I promise, I promise after that episode, you're going to hear way less of me. <laughs> you're going to hear way not... less of me that you're going to hear a lot more of uh, of not only Mike, but you guys as well, because we, we want to talk to you guys and we yeah. want to talk to friends.
4: This so. is like like what you're saying. There's more of a, you want to give you guys a, more of an introduction on like, I guess... Guess on me because people, unless you know my band, then you know. But for anyone who's coming new to this, kind of what the what led us to this? Because a lot of what we what we want to center a lot of this is is mental health. So um, just to kind of give a little bit of context to like why I think this uh, these first two, I guess parts one and two. If, if, we're if that we do parts one and two i don't know yeah, maybe
2: yeah. we'll maybe we'll just make you guys suffer for like an just hour and 45 minutes <laughs> <So> <laughs> put like a, we'll, we'll put like a little break yeah we'll, we'll, we'll put music we'll put like one of those uh let's all go to the lobby like that one of those intermissions mm-hmm. that are in the old movies mm-hmm. so well cool. that being said let's let's get out of here uh thank you guys so much walking blind podcast yeah. this is the uh this is the pilot
4: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna have a tagline at some point, I don't right now, but I yeah will.
2: we don't we don't, have, we don't have anything yet yeah we're just we're putting some episodes together uh so we hope you guys enjoy cutting in again because we do have some other stuff that we also forgot again because that's what we
4: do yeah well, I, just, and, I just felt like it was it was worth like kind of so mentioning. yeah so i i was kind- I was hesitant to 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 say my uh professor's name that uh who I spoke to at the coffee shop uh it's it, her name is Daphne thomas professor Thomas. And, uh, she is just, she's, you know, it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be at La Sierra. And that also goes into, <laughs> and why wouldn't you be at La Sierra? So in, in the, uh, in the episode, I basically say like, oh, like I, I don't forget what I said, like I was dragging my feet yeah. or like, it took me a while to, yeah. to like really look into the, the program or going back to La Sierra. And I say going back because I actually, from high school, I went, I went to La Sierra University, uh, right after I graduated, 2000 two
2: as one does
4: yes and so um uh i was asked not to come back because uh <laughs> i um i was like i said was not a very good student back then um not a very good person yeah and the story of me getting kicked out isn't that cool i was i got kicked out because of academic yeah. probation yeah of like, lame. you know you're not supposed to have any bad grades and i um actually, Which I was, is... actually should i tell my story about that which is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. because, like, why? Why is that a? <laughs> why is that even a thing? So okay. So I wasn't a good student. Um, I was actually doing okay in my other classes. I don't think I was failing all my classes. I was just, it was just one. I had one, and okay, I had one math class, and it was at like five thirty. Yeah, it's like a five thirty class randomly. All my classes were in the morning. I had that one class in the evening. This is two thousand and two, and, um. It's a math class, which I already don't do well in. I struggle, struggle with math. Still struggle with math. Um, and uh, and so I had a class in the evening. And this is two thousand two. This is in the fall. So this is like the Angels are are yeah. They're in the World Series basically at this point. Yeah. Are they in the playoffs? Now they're in the World Series. It was nice to be an Angels fan back then. <laughs> yes, and um, and so like this is real. This is before like DVR <laughs> and stuff, and you know, record TV. Because if you miss the game, you miss the game. Yeah. And so, and in 2002, and I remember like, whenever if if they didn't have a game that night, I was in class and I'd stay fine. No, not a big deal. Yeah. But if there was a game, I would leave because like, and especially like uh pre uh, uh playoff games, they're usually earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's give the East Coast time to see them and stuff. But um, and so they all would start around like between like 4:30 and like. Six thirty, yeah, and so, and so I would leave, I would leave, and, you know, I don't care if there was a test or whatever, I'm out. If there was a game that night, I I would leave. And I remember my grade my grades were already pretty bad, and I would just kind of up and go, or I would just not show up. And then finally, like I was, you know, there was a game that night, and um, this was it was they were in the World Series at this point, point. and uh, my teacher she basically was just like. Um, She's like, Mr. Perez, where are you going? And I was shocked she knew my name because it was a pretty big class. She knew your name because you were never yeah. there. <laughs> or like that dude that leaves. <laughs> and um, and so like I could have lied and been like, oh, you know, I have work or like I'm not feeling, I don't know. Made, I could have yeah. lied. Yeah. And I just I just felt the need to be, comp- you know, super, <laughs> super honest. honest. And I, I said, I can always go back to school. The Angels won't always be in the playoffs or won't always be in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked out and I got enough <laughs> <with the laughs> class got dropped from that class um, yeah so. but see like uh, what okay so what is what were
2: the rules behind academic probation like you, why you
4: just can't get anything well first of all my GPA was like like I said I don't even know how I graduated high school my GPA was super low and so normally I wouldn't even been able to be like admitted into last year university Unless I was there on pro- academic probation, which was I had to oh, have. Oh, I see. Oh, I had yeah. to like maintain at least like a two point and I couldn't have any anything lower than a C minus.
2: <sighs> Is that like some weird way of padding colleges' scores? Probably. Like yeah, we're a we're a high ranking university. Most of
4: our students have C's at the least. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, that's because everybody else gets kicked out. Yeah. So, I don't know. At least at least for entry you know yeah. so yeah but yeah so um and uh you know what i it was sad, sad like i don't know how to feel about it but yeah the angels won the world series so i saw it you know <laughs> i think it was
2: worth it it was
4: worth it and they haven't been back since they haven't even come, come close since another
2: thing too if you would have stayed in college at that time right and you'd have let's say you let's say that era of mike perez fucked around and got a degree what would it have been <laughs> in <laughs> English, English, yeah. Because you were always writing. I was, I was yeah. okay,
4: and you know, at the time, and I remember the one thing. One thing that did kind of, it's like one of the, like you know, how like oh, your your path could have gone that way. Yeah. Um, I just like again, I didn't want to be at school, um, and uh, I had a teacher, and her, I remember her last name was Gardner, uh, Professor Gardner, and um, she like, I forgot what we had to do. We had to describe something. And she liked how i how she liked how i i free, like we had we had to describe like um a place that we that we liked so I described the, show, the showcase theater oh well yeah you have a lot of and love so for that yeah place. it's a venue um it's a venue that I basically grew up going to and uh
2: we have uh, a lot of a there are more memories of that venue than anyone- can, and i didn't even grow up going there I was just there for later on and when I ended up back in California,
4: yeah it was sick. But, um, first time I ever got knocked out at that place, dude. I think me too, really. When I got, I got, uh, I got knocked out, um, I staged over because, like, this, this is when, uh, Under Oath was still, like, super metal, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I just, like, I forgot, like, the whole the entire show, like, because, like, it took me a long time to, like, warm up to, like, heavy music because I was, yeah. like, so punk rock. And, um, I remember I was at the show and it was, like, it was fun. It was a fun show, but, like, I didn't mosh. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do, so I was just like, I'll stage dive. So I was like stage diving the whole time. Yeah. And one of the time, one of the times I jumped out, like just, uh, my hands got caught behind my back as I was falling okay. and I like, like penciled <laughs> and, uh, I think that's what I did. I don't know. I woke up, I woke up, uh, as I was getting carried out. So got knocked out. Uh, yeah, I think that was like my first like, official, like getting knocked out.
2: So here's another question for you. When you were writing your essay about um, showcase, and you're writing about your love of showcase. Did you have a word count?
4: Is that why it was so I think, eloquently written? <laughs> because you had to meet. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, I just all I remember is like, and this I. But it was probably easy to write. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, as far as like being, it was like it was a fun assignment for me. Yeah, to write. Like I enjoy writing. I just don't think I'm good at it. As far as like the. Like, like, I still, I still, every time I turn to paper, I'm always like, dude, that is, that's embarrassing. That's trash. That is trash. Like, I, that's how I felt for every, even when i like, I got better at it. And like, I had, like, I knew how I wanted to say what I wanted to say. And I knew how to structure it. I still felt like it just, I've always felt like my writing is garbage. And so.
2: That's how I feel about everything I write.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same. And so I remember I turned it in embarrassingly. Like, I remember it turning in and being like, oh, this is so, she's going to be like,
2: Ms. <laughs> Press, why are you in this class? Yeah,
4: like yeah. how like this is like 4th grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> and so she read it and she she was like she like praised it. And I I still don't know if it was really worth praising or she just felt like that's like that's what he needs to hear. You know
2: what I mean? Or maybe it was like maybe she had really low expectations of Very it. Very low. Maybe at, you know what I mean? Like yes. maybe it was just like a oh, yeah, here's Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, class, I've seen, I've wow, seen this kid's whatever. And I then, his transcript. yeah and then you and she looks at what she writes and she's like well, oh shit like yeah. this, this english kid can write yeah yeah, re- yeah. And you're like i've been writing punk rock for so long i've been writing lyrics for
4: forever yeah and so so she had um i don't know she was she was just like super she was like super encouraging and uh i remember her just like just she made i remember she made me feel really good about that paper yeah and uh and i was just like i I, the whole time I just like, I don't, I feel like I can't, I don't believe you. Like this is, (laughs) and, uh, and so she asked like what, like, um, she asked me something about writing. I said, well, you know, I have a band. So I kind of, I write for that. And she's like, can I see some of your lyrics? I was like, oh shoot. I was like, uh, sure. And so, um, Sad Panda. And so that was before that. It was way before, (laughs) it was way before Sad Panda days. But, um, uh, we had oh you know what it was No, know we had a poem assignment and so we had we like she's like you you um you can bring it you can bring it bring it in you can type it you can write it or something it just it has to be poetry and uh it's due it's due on monday and um like it was really kind of just like you can either bring poetry in or something like that right yeah and so my first thought was like oh cool i'm gonna bring like a lyric from a band that i like but I just, for whatever reason, started writing in class. Yeah. Just, like, not with the intention of, like, oh, I'm going to turn this in. And so I started I started writing, and I can't remember if she saw that I had been writing, and then she asked, like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. Because, cause like, I wasn't paying attention in right. class. I was right. Like, and so she's like, were you, were you doing the assignment? So, of course, I was like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kinda. yeah. You know, I was just, honestly, I think I was just kind of being bored and writing, trying yeah. to write lyrics. So that's, all, that's nothing. That's like all I did in high school, really. Just, yeah.
2: So I, I mean, I don't want to get too far off tangent. Well, on this little cutaway scene, but, <laughs> um, did, do you, do you hold on to all the stuff you write? Like, do you have old notebooks and shit like that? Or do you, or do you like,
4: no, I wish I did.
2: Cause I have, I think I have. Like, note, like old notebooks that I've written.
4: I have like two. I have like two. One of them has like stuff from high school for sure. Yeah. Which I I hope I don't lose, just because, dude. And also I like, I'm not a ser- I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> but if the, somebody found that book, they'd be like, oh yeah, this dude, this, he's just because like, there there was a time when I used to just burn through notebooks. Like I used to literally. I can't tell how many notebooks I've...
2: Are they, like, is it just because you're just all, like, sloppy all over the place? Or do you line by line go through every notebook? Well,
4: so then when I started to... Like, the first time I had, like, my mom be like, how are you printing these notebooks and you have bag grades? grades." (laughs) And so I remember thinking, like, oh, shoot, I gotta be smart about this. And so I remember I started to, like, use every inch of paper. So that's why... So then also, and and the way... Even now, when I write, if I don't have a laptop and I have to run on paper... So I constantly, I'm like a big believer of like, if you if you have something, write it, right. Like write that, whatever it is. Like, like I don't get hung up on like, because I've had times where I'm like, dude, everything I'm writing is like super sad, mm-hmm. and I, I was just like, oh, that's how I'm, I'll just keep writing.
2: Guess this is sad.
4: Yeah, or like, yeah. oh, this is like, a, you know, I don't know. So like, I just felt like I'd I'd always lean into like, I felt okay, always leaning into whatever I was feeling, and just like get as much as you can out of it. And so, the way I write is I'll have, if I have an idea. I'll start it. No matter where it's at, I start. The minute I want to do something else or the idea changes, whatever, then I have to write somewhere else. So I'll either – so my first idea is always, like, a normal, yeah, you know. So, I, so the minute that changes, I'll either, like, start somewhere else on the paper and I'll, like, start writing diagonally. I'll start at the top corner and i write out that way, you know. Or, like, or I'll turn it upside down I'll start from the bottom up. And so my papers are always, like – and that, and and like for me I can read it cuz if i if i if i started writing like a, you know an idea here and i'm going and then i get tired of that and then i do something else if i go back to that that idea no matter where on the paper i just see what direction i'm writing and then i'll write from there so then when i'm go so when i go back and i'm looking for ideas or whatever i can just look at the paper and be like oh this is all from that idea yeah this is all from that song or this is from this and so i had like yeah it was that's like that's like majority of what my notebooks were like the, especially the last half of like (laughs) my high school and then early failed college attempts. But yeah, I wish I would have kept more. I I know I I have one for sure. I have like, I have like one that is like, has some of that high school craziness.
2: It's, I, I always think it's interesting just to go back and look at like, not saying that you, you know, you've become a, overnight genius when it comes to writing but even just looking at like old stuff that you've written compared to like oh, right now and you're like oh i wrote that yeah <laughs> or like you think about the different head spaces you're in where you're right like, yeah
4: like, uh, it's just funny to me <laughs> how a clue that was i was like oh, that, was,
2: that was a weird place
4: <laughs> yeah i was like oh i remember thinking like that was very profound yeah and or that like-
2: was really tough or that was really cool or yeah
4: but anyways, oh. so yeah, that's, that was, uh, yeah, I think that was it for this one.
2: Cool. Sick. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like this could just hop on the end of the episode instead of us cutting into the middle of it because that'd just be kind of weird. Right. So we'll just throw this on at the end and see you guys in episode two.
4: What's up guys. Thank you for checking out that episode. Uh, our next episode, I will be talking about our upcoming EP, and um, yeah, I'll just be kind of doing a deep dive on each song. So uh, yeah, uh, check out the next episode.
0: Botox Cosmetic, botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
1: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news.